God sure calls some strange people. Last week, it was a teenager named Jeremiah. This week, it's a terrified priest in the temple and an impulsive fisherman. Who's he going to call next? A retiree? A horticulturalist? A mechanic? It could be worse. It could be any of you or me. It's scary to think that God might call any of us because if he did, it's probably going to be to go somewhere we don't want to go and do something we don't want to do and be with people we don't like because that's how God works, isn't it? I mean, like Jeremiah, God calls a teenager to go tell grown-ups what they're doing wrong. I mean, what kind of teenager would want to do that? Or Isaiah, he's a priest because back then you're a priest because you're the son of a priest. You really don't have any choice in the matter. So Isaiah's doing priest stuff in the temple, swinging incense and killing animals and burning them up on the altar because it's his job. But then one day God shows up and shakes the entire temple and fills it with smoke. And Isaiah realizes that he's just going through the motions doing priestly stuff because it's a job when God is looking for someone to help change the world. Whoa. And Isaiah responds, here I am, send me, make my life count. Which is not something that only priests want to have happen, because deep down, don't we all want our lives to count? And then there's Peter the fisherman, whom Jesus calls to do what? Go fish for people. Wait a minute, you mean mean God calls people to do stuff they already know how to do? already are good at, and may even want to do. Yep. And Jeremiah and Isaiah and Peter are not the only ones. Moses, the adopted son of a royal family, grew up being groomed for responsibility, and God called him to lead his people. David, the shepherd boy, was called to shepherd the nation of Israel as their king. Mary, an engaged, God-loving young woman, was called to be a mother of the Messiah. The Apostle Paul, one of the best educated and articulate men of his time, was called to write explanations of the gospel that would speak not only to his culture and his era in history, but for centuries to come. And we hear some of his work almost every week. We heard some this morning. God, could it be that God calls us to do things we like to do things we already know something about, to do things we're already good at? Could it be that God prepares us to do whatever it is He wants us to do even before we know we're being called? Could it be that God is preparing each of us today for what He has in mind for us tomorrow and the next day and the rest of our life? Now, some of us have a hard time believing that God might call us, especially to do something we like or that we're good at. We think, "Ah, is that really God or is this just wishful thinking? We're suspicious of our own motives. But unless our desire is for something clearly selfish or harmful to ourselves or someone else or to the planet, then those desires are probably not cause for alarm, but are instead most likely a spotlight illuminating God's plan for us. 
But even before he turns on that light, God is at work preparing and equipping us to be and to do whatever it is that he created us to be and do. Now, I've told you this before. I love you. I love my job. I love leading worship. I love putting together liturgies and praying and talking about Jesus. I love projects, putting people and resources together to do great things. I love the challenge of doing different stuff every day. I love being in front of you and being with you and helping you become all that God created you to be. And how did I prepare myself for this job? (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. As I was growing up, I simply did the stuff that I was interested in doing. I was a Boy Scout. Learned how to be prepared, how to be resourceful, how to get groups of people from one place to another safely how to help them learn how to work together as a team and make sure that they were well-fed along the way. In middle and high school, I was in drama on the stage in plays, and I was on the speech team, and I went around the state telling funny stories. I love music, so I played in rock and roll bands and learned how to use instruments and microphones and sound systems. I love fun, so all my life I have played a lot. I've always liked to learn. So when I fell in love with Jesus, I hungrily read the Bible over and over and over again, and I still do. And all of those things back then taught me the skills that helped me as a pastor and a priest now. Now, not all of that preparation was pleasant, however. My parents separated and divorced when I was a teenager. So I learned about pain and abandonment and that nothing human lasts forever. In my early 20s, I was engaged to a woman who dumped me twice. Same woman. Uh, I'm a slow learner sometimes. And that taught me about loneliness and disappointment. And I spent four years very far away from God after high school, so I know what it's like to try to live life like Frank Sinatra and do it my way until I got to the end of myself and realized that I need God desperately. That preparation didn't end when I answered the call to follow Jesus. 20 years ago, my wife at the time suffered from multiple medical issues that required several surgeries and kept her in constant pain. So I know what it's like to live with chronic illness and the nagging question that accompanies a difficulty that won't go away. God, why won't you fix this? And then 10 years ago, she told me she didn't want to be married anymore. And I joined half of America's adult population in the disappointment of divorce. Both of those sorrows made me a kinder, gentler, softer, patient pastor and priest who understands and empathizes with people in crisis and in constant pain and who is quick to forgive and to comfort. So how do we prepare ourselves for God's call? We don't. God prepares us. And usually we don't even know that he's doing it. I was amazed and still am that God called me to do something I love as much as being your friend and your pastor and your priest. And not only that, he put me in the exact situation I dreamed of when I first answered this call. A parish family like this one who hungers and thirsts after righteousness who loves God and our neighbors and each other, and in a community where we can make a difference for the Messiah. And you pay me to do this. But you know what? Jeremiah and Isaiah 
and Peter and Moses and David and Mary and Paul and I are not the only ones that God worked on to prepare them to fulfill his plans. He's been doing the same exact thing in each of you all your life. You just may not have been aware of it. You may not have recognized it. You may not have had any idea that God was calling you to do anything or to be anything until right now. But it is possible, and God is doing that, and He does call each of us and all of us. And the miraculous part is He calls us into areas in which we already have some interest and passion to do stuff He's already prepared us to do, and to be not only the person that He wants us to be, but to be the person that we want ourselves to be. God calls us, and hearing that call usually involves no more than listening to our heart and our godly desires. And answering that call is simply using the skills and the talents and the knowledge and the experience we already have to serve God and people we already love whenever and wherever we are. Now, many of us already know this. And we're busy every day answering God's call at school or at work with our families and friends in our community and beyond. But if you're not sure what God might be calling you to, to do or to be, here are some questions to ponder and consider to help you hear God. Whom do you love? What do you care about deeply? What difference would you like to make in your family? What difference would you like to make in this community? What difference would you like to make in the world? What is it you're already good at? What energizes you, gets you excited? What has happened in your life that makes you kinder, gentler, more patient, stronger, more loving, more like Jesus? Please consider those questions because nestling in the answers is most likely God's call for you. Now, if you have a feeling or an impression that God may be nudging you in a particular direction, if you're curious about some project in our parish or cause in our community, if you feel drawn to a specific group of people, if there's an injustice or an inequity that bothers you, and you want to make it better, please come talk to me or to one of our clergy, because we would love to listen. Let's do lunch. We'll even buy. Let's talk and explore your ideas and see where they may lead, because it just might be God calling. God calling you. And if it is, please don't wait for a burning bush or an angel to show up to try to convince you that it's true. Listen to your heart and answer like Isaiah did. Yes, Lord, here I am. Send me.